You're listening to the Rooted Feminine Podcast, the place for sovereign women who want to honor just how potent they truly are. I'm your host, Marissa Lawton, a former licensed psychotherapist turned sacred steward, and it's my mission to help women cultivate grounded relationships with their feminine energy and step more fully into their divinity. I walk alongside feminine seekers as they remember their magic, reconnect with ancient rhythms, and reclaim their divine power. By moving beyond patriarchal constructs and good girl conditioning, we are all able to co-create a life of spiritual intention. Each week, we will work to root spiritual concepts in the earth and in the body. You'll get a sense of what it's like to open yourself up to your mysticism like never before and you'll be inspired to walk the feminine path, pouring into yourself and the collective around you. From the way you make your money, to the way you trust your path, and the way you show up in the world, you really can embody your soul's truth. So keep listening and prepare to enter Temple Space. Hey sister, welcome to episode five of Rooted Feminine. I am so excited to be here today celebrating the solstice. So actually, fun fact, at the time this episode goes live, my birthday will be tomorrow. So I am a summer solstice baby born right on this portal. And every solstice and every equinox is um, an important spiritual portal. But today we'll be talking about summer solstice and how this is the doorway to our liberation season. So every solstice and every equinox, it's the changing of the seasons, right? It's the movement from spring to summer. It's the movement from summer to fall, fall to winter and winter to spring. So that turning of the wheel, so to speak, ushers in not only a new season in nature, but it can also usher in a new season of our rebirth, a new season of our spiritual coexistence with the planet and with the universe and all of that. So this particular solstice is the portal into liberation season. It's the portal of light. So what's actually happening here is that the sun in the northern hemisphere is at zero degrees. So astronomically, it is the highest point in the north that it will be of the year. And it is a tipping point into where like we have the longest day and then a tipping point where from that point going forward, the days get shorter and shorter until winter solstice, which is a similar tipping point on the opposite end of the wheel of the year. So we know what's happening astronomically, like we can measure this in astronomy, but astrologically and spiritually, there's also a lot of significance here. Okay. So in this portal of light or portal to light, what we're really doing is stepping into um, our brightness, fully stepping into our light, fully stepping into our magic, okay? So in this liberation season, we are claiming what is fully ours, right? We're coming off of spring, which was the season of emergence, okay? So the seeds are planted early early in the spring, 
and then the seeds germinate and then the plants struggle through the soil and they pop out as little seedlings into the sun right and that effort is what's taking place in spring and then through the rest of mid-spring and late spring, those plants are growing, 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 growing. So spring is a very effortful season, whereas summer is our rest season. Summer and winter are actually seasons of rest. So after all of the effort of spring, we're stepping into our liberation, stepping into our brightness, stepping into our light, and claiming our abundance. Well, winter is a season of rest, and that seems a little bit more like normal for us. Um, we tend to hibernate in winter, right? We get cozy in winter, so rest makes sense. But summer is also a season of rest, and it's a season of soaking up what is um, what our effort has has borne for us. So it is a season of fruition. Everything from spring has come to fruition for summer, and now it is our time to soak up that bounty, soak up that abundance. When we think of rest, rest is the root word for restoration, okay? So for, for rest to be restorative does not mean that it has to be passive or inactive. It just means that it fills our soul. It means that it fills us up. So in summer, in this liberation season, to be liberated means to be free. And what comes with freedom is play. Right? So summer in, in the liberation season is the season of play, of soaking it up, soaking it in, reveling in the abundance, reveling in the hard work that we just did through our emergence in the spring. Okay? So this is not an active healing or growing season, right? We'll save those for spring and fall. It's a season of embodiment. It's a season of living it, of feeling it, okay? And by it, that can be your spiritual growth. It can be the intentions that you planted for yourself in spring, okay? But this is the actual, like, trying it on for size. Is this truly what I want? I set the intention in spring, so now I'm going to live it and I'm going to get to experience it on a physical level, on a spiritual level, mo mental level, emotional level. I'm gonna, going to get to experience this. I'm going to try it out and going to embody it. And I'm going to see if it's truly what I want. And then come fall, when we enter into our shadow season, we'll shed what no longer serves us and we'll keep what does. But we have to play in it. We have to try it. We won't know if it works or if it doesn't, if we don't do it, okay? So that's what liberation season's all about. And that's what reveling in this abundance that we've created for ourselves. Abundance can, of course, be monetarily. It can be, um, you know, things that like are actually showing from our hard work, so to speak. But also remember, you are doing spiritual work, right? So in your spring where you're really consciously cultivating your rebirth where you're consciously cultivating your creating your next existence right in summer you get to um play in the beauty of that play in the abundance of that 
So it can be spiritual abundance as well. Now we're talking about these seasons of our spiritual growth and around here at the Rooted Feminine podcast, this is what we do, right? We live in accordance to this because what we know to be true is when you're not tuned into this rhythmic nature of the seasons, when you're not tuned into the seasons of your rebirth, when you're not consciously and bravely, bravely stepping into that, a few things tend to happen. First and foremost, your spiritual work isn't really anchored in anything, right? So if you're showing up at your altar every day, if you're meditating every day, but there's nothing anchoring it, it can feel like you're sort of like treading water, like you're doing the same spiritual work over and over again, but you're not actually progressing. You're not actually healing. You're not actually manifesting. You're not actually claiming in um, what it is that you want. You're not really taking up the space. You're not really learning to trust yourself, not having that change that you're looking to see from doing these spiritual work, right? And so when you're not tuning into this rhythmic or the seasonal nature, the other thing that you're not doing is you're not honoring the feminine path. Remember, the feminine is cyclical. The feminine is a spiral. And so if we're just doing that linear work, if we're just showing up and doing the same thing over and over again, and we're not paying attention to the, the rhythms, paying attention to the change in pace or the change in cadence or the change in... Um, intention, then we're not really truly on the feminine path. I wouldn't, I, we might be on a linear, more masculine path, right? Or we might just kind of be, like I said, treading water. We're not actually progressing. You're also much more likely to stay surface level because if you're sitting down and doing the same meditations or meditations with similar teachers or on similar topics or whatever, you're probably staying in your comfort zone. Okay. The change of the season is just that it's changing. It's perpetually moving us from one comfort zone to the next, to the next, to the next. And this comfort zone after summer solstice just happens to be liberation. It just happens to be a playful, um, restorative season. Some of them won't be right. Some of them are going to be harder than others or more painful than others. Um, each one is going to have its wisdom and its medicine and its magic for you. The medicine of liberation season happens to be pointing out when things are good. How can it be good? How can it be easy? Okay. So the other thing that happens when you're not rhythmically tuning into your spiritual growth, when you're not aligning your intentions with a cycle or a season or a rhythm so that you're not going to actually have this full healing, this full rebirth that we're all here looking for, right? Things will not all transform all of the way um, because again, staying in that comfort zone, right? It's like a stagnation. You feel like you're doing something. You feel like you're really being active in your spiritual healing and your in your spiritual growth, but really you're, you're contributing to um, staying small. You're contributing to not taking up space. You're contributing to not trusting yourself because you're not allowing yourself to see all of the multiple multi facets and the multiple sides of 
yourself, your soul, and your spiritual path. So this is why we really want to anchor our spiritual growth, our our spirituality into something. Now you're listening to this show, so I'm imagining that you want that to be rhythmic, seasonal living, feminine cycles, right? Um, which is what we're talking about here, but you can always anchor into something else. I just, I want to see you guys doing work that's profound, that's deep, that's actually going to move the needle for you. Now, when you do align with seasonal shifts, so if you're kind of following this show and following Rooted and this is what you want, when you align with the seasonal shifts, here's what can happen for you. Your rituals have the potential and the tendency, I'd even say, to be more potent, right? Because we're tapping into, in this case, a solstice portal, right? An exact degree of the sun um, creating different conjunctions with different planets. And I'm not an astrologer, but there's magic there. There is energetics happening in these portals. They are potent for a reason. So when you can align yourself and your spiritual path with seasonal shifts, you are going to be taking um, account of all of those energetics. You're going to be using them as tools, working with you, working for you, instead of, unbeknownst to you, potentially working against them if you're not tuned in. Okay. You're also honoring the fact that the feminine feminine cycles, right? For those of us who have a monthly bleed, we have a monthly cycle. Our body sheds, re, rebuilds, regenerates, and sheds again, you know, all in the time of a, a month, right? So honoring the fact that the feminine has cycles. Those cycles may be biological within us, but they also can be seen in nature in the four seasons, like we're talking about today. They can be seen in the celestial bodies, like the astrology that we've been talking about today, or in the moon cycles, right? So whatever you're anchoring into, when it's something that shifts and goes through phases and has a rhythm, that means it's on the feminine path, okay? When you align with these things, you're able to tap deeper into your mysticism, Right When you're opening yourself up energetically to the energetics, to these portals, you're really creating a doorway for your magic to flow. Right, You're creating a doorway for your connection to the unknown, your connection to the mysteries, your connection to the divine to open up. Um, so aligning and anchoring into the seasonal shifts, aligning and anchoring into your feminine path provides a doorway for mysticism. And again, I think what's also important kind of on this individual or granular level is you're going to have, um, you're going to experience more spiritual growth and solid growth. And you're also going to be aware of that growth. Sometimes like when we're doing the work, we cannot see how how it's changing we can't see the changes in our interactions with people or um we don't notice so when we say that the feminine is a spiral we're always returning to the same point but a spiral is not a flat circle right so we're returning to the same point but we're at a higher level a next higher level return again to the next higher level and so on. So when we key into this spiral nature of the feminine, 
we're able to see our evolution. And I think anchoring your spirituality into seasons really helps because we're entering summer of 2023 at the time of recording again in the Northern Hemisphere. And so as we are stepping into this liberation season and this portal of light, we can set the intention of, I want to, you know, reap this abundance in our liberation season, da, 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 da. And then we align with, with shadow and fall and healing and winter and emergence and spring. And we find ourselves next year at the solstice in 2024, and we can see our growth. We're anchored into something. And again, it's that spiral. We're at the same place, but at the next level. And then 2025, we'll be in the same place, but at the next level. Hey there. Hopping in real quick to let you know that I've created something deep, profound, and also really fun for you. I know you're here because you're yearning for the days when feminine power was revered, when women were the sought-after oracles and the magic weavers. But the first thing that often comes up is the fear that modern-day society no longer celebrates these ideas. We no longer take the time to slow down and savor the seasons, leaning into the wisdom that Mother Earth so graciously offers. We no longer pour into ourselves and each other, mothering a sense of community and well-being. And we no longer co-create with the universe, bringing divine guidance down into our bodies and living our soul's truth. For those of us who crave this, it's really hard to reconcile the deep yearning for feminine ways with the uber-productive and mostly destructive masculine flavor of the world's day. So how are you supposed to reclaim your magical, powerful birthright when the world isn't designed to support it? Well, I'm a firm believer in tapping into your roots. You absolutely can embody ancient wisdom and awaken your feminine magic in your modern day life right now. I mean, what better way to bring down the patriarchy than to live, breathe, and share the sacred feminine at the grocery store, the school pickup line, in our businesses, and every way we show up in our day-to-day lives. In fact, I'd love to walk you through a rewilding process that will help you bravely step onto the feminine path and rebirth your relationship to your power. And you can start by watching my on-demand training called the six phases of the rerouting cycle. When you tune in, you'll explore why ascension is doing a disservice to your spiritual journey and how descension and embodiment really serves you. We'll also go through the six phases of the rooting cycle, the feminine energies that support it, and how to work toward embodying your rebirth. And finally, you'll learn how to avoid the number one mistake women make when rerouting into their feminine. So if you're ready to boldly step onto the feminine path and reclaim your primal potency, you can sign up for the training and start working toward calling your feminine energy into your everyday life right now. Simply head over to rootedfeminine.com masterclass to register. So it really helps give a container for our awareness. It helps give Um, consciousness to our spiritual growth where we can look back and see wow I've had a shift and we can celebrate that and honor that um, and revere that when we are able to notice it okay so let's talk a little bit more about the solstice its significance and how we can work with it and how we can step into liberation season 
So the summer solstice is a fire festival. Um, and it's really the concept of celebrating nature in its fullness after its death or, you know, slumber in winter. So summer solstice is directly across the calendar, directly across the wheel of the year from the winter solstice. So when we have these mirror images of each other, we are celebrating the solstice, right? Celebrating summer, but we are also very keenly reminded of winter. We're very keenly reminded of what's directly opposite. Okay. So we're celebrating solstice with the the knowing in mind that come the next day, we're on the downhill slope, we're on the descent towards towards winter solstice, right? So we're have this place in our spirit, we have this place in our soul um for duality for both and it is the peak of um the light season it is the peak of the fire season and it is the direct opposite of the winter season okay so holding both of those and what i think is fascinating is this summer solstice this festival this ritualizing of this date is not new it's very ancient but it's cross-cultural and it's cross across time. Um, so we can see this in um, European cultures and we can see this in cultures of the global majority as well. And again, across time. So when we look at Greco-Roman, right? So Greek and Roman, the, the festival was called Vestalia, which is the celebration for the goddess Vesta. That's the Roman name. There is a corresponding Greek name, of course, for this goddess. But Vesta is the internal flame bearer. And what we're saying in or what in Greco-Roman times they were saying to the goddess Vesta of um, the goddess of hearth, right? The goddess of fire was you can rest now, right? Shake off the hearth, right? We don't need the flame. We've got the sun, go and rest. We love you. We honor you. Your flame is still carried. We will carry your torch into summer. We honor you so that you will return to us in fall and in winter, right? So again, in another Eurocentric culture, in the Celtic culture, the celebration of the summer solstice is the battle between the Oak King and the Holly King. So the Oak King is in dominion during um, the spring season and the summer season. And then they have this big battle on the solstice and then the Holly King wins and he is in dominion over fall and over winter. And they have the same battle again in winter solstice where the Oak King is triumphant. So again, symbolizing that shift, symbolizing the handover of power. This is a portal. We are walking through one thing to the next, a transition. And I think another way that this is really evident and has been celebrated over time is in the Germanic people. So this is like, you know, the German tribes, German Celts, as well as kind of Nordic traditions. Uh, one thing that they did during summer solstice was they would light wooden wheels on fire uh, to symbolize the sun. And they would roll those wheels down a hill away from them into a lake. And there's a lot of symbolism here. Again, the wheel itself representing the sun, but the rolling away from them, letting, you know, symbolizing that while it is the, the peak of 
the um, light season right now, it, it we are on the descent. And then the wheel putting itself out in the lake, so to speak, was the acknowledgement that winter will come, right? So very in tune with the changing of the seasons, honoring, celebrating, revering this night in festival, but also very aware that things will turn, things will change, that that life is cyclical, okay? Like life is rhythmic. Egyptian culture also very much um, honored the summer solstice. So when you ever, if you ever have the chance to visit, which I have not, and I would love to, it's on my bucket list, but it is said that when you are kind of at the site of the Sphinx, and you're looking at the three pyramids of Giza, when you watch the sunrise on the summer solstice, the sun rises directly between two of the three pyramids. And I'm sure that with all of the um, sacred sites in that country and in that culture, that there are many, many more. This is just, you know, the most famous one. Um, summer solstice is also the Egyptian New Year, which when we think about how the Egyptians celebrated culturally being a desert people um, and having a sun god Ra, it makes sense that their new year was on summer solstice. Okay, so they're really creating a portal here. They're really creating a shift and a change date out of summer solstice. And even in the Americas and in some of the indigenous cultures, we have evidence in Peru with the Incas uh, the Chanquilo Observatory, which is where these cultures would track their stars and make their calendars, the buildings of that observatory align with the sun during summer solstice. And Machu Picchu, which is an incredibly sacred site, um, has a stone that lights up during summer solstice on the sunrise. There are countless and you know innumerable other sacred sites that we know that um light up literally light up on this ritual day and this recognized day of light so that is something to really kind of key into and i think it grounds us in our modern day spirituality that this is a date and a time and an occurrence that has been revered around the world in ancient times, this is not something that is new. This helps us root. This helps us root into our magic. This help us helps us root into our power um, to know that this is this exists. This is legitimate. This goes beyond, you know, <laughs> thinking of like the tiny little screens that we carry in front of our faces all day long, right? This is this is rooted. Now we have to also talk about white supremacy and we have to also talk about colonization because this date if you are familiar with the church um has also been colonized into saint john's day um which takes place on june 24th and when i was reading the lore about saint john's day i thought it was really fascinating that the church purposely moved it off of the solstice portal from the, the 19th, 20th, 21st and moved it to the 24th because they recognized how potent and powerful this time was and how this is a time of, time of transmutation and transformation. And they did not want to be celebrating while the portal was open. So they moved it a couple of days. Um, 
but also lots of fire festivals taking place and bonfires, community events uh, that they took from other cultures and renamed as St. John's Day. So as you are starting to work with this portal energy, some things that I would love to ask you to reflect on and some journal prompts that you can take. You can pause this episode and you know grab a piece of paper or you can come back and listen to this later and write these down. But the way to work with solstice magic and the way to enter into your liberation season is to start intentionally think about what are you burning for? What is burning in you? What are you yearning for? What passions are you reclaiming this month? What purpose are you reclaiming this month? Okay. As you liberate and as you rewild and shed the pressures of society, what are you reclaiming this month? What are you reclaiming in this solstice? And that is where we get into the intentional living and the spiritual reclamation of this. Because what happens in liberation season is we are rewilding. And that word gets thrown around a lot in a lot of different spaces. And so what we're talking about here is how are we consciously uncoupling? (laughs) How are we making the decision to move outside of certain systems, certain structures, and certain internal patterns and self-sabotages, um, how are we separating ourselves from that? How are we rewilding from those? Um, this is a season that if you are wanting to do some embodiment work, you would drop into your solar plexus, the third chakra. This is our power season, okay? symbolized by the color yellow. You can pull on some great... Um, great uh crystals if you like to work with those something like a uh, carnelian something like a tiger eye something like a red jasper those would be great to work with during liberation season and during the solstice because those are going to have those really powerful fiery elements to them and that's what we're working on now when you're stepping into this liberation and you're activating your power Something to remember is that true power is not having power over someone or something. This is not an externalized power. That would be masculine power. When we're talking about feminine power, we're talking about internal power. Okay, Power over yourself, responsibility for yourself. True power is the ability to transform. Transform, and in this case, transform yourself. And how this happens is through the next right step. So right action or next right action. What is the next step for you to do today to liberate yourself from systems of oppression, to liberate yourself from things you no longer want to participate in, liberate yourself from things that are no longer serving your soul? This takes courage. This takes responsibility and this takes radically accepting where you're at because sometimes we don't want to take a look at that. Like we don't want to admit where we are in the scheme of things. How are we perpetuating systems of oppression? How are we perpetuating 
destructive patterns? How are we holding ourselves still, right? So courage, responsibility, and radical acceptance. Ultimately, when you work with the solstice and when you work with liberation season, it's a stretch. You're stretching yourself. You're taking some risks, right? Taking some risks by removing yourself from things you no longer want to be a part of by liberating yourself. You're also confronting injustice. Okay. This is an advocacy season, an advocacy for yourself, of course, and through liberating yourself, you liberate others. And ultimately, liberation season and the summer solstice portal is here to show you that you can move beyond what you thought you were capable of. Right? And since we're on the feminine path, there are three um, feminine archetypes that you can call on in this work. So if you want support during your liberation season, you can absolutely call upon wild woman. Wild woman is carefree and primal and authentic. So that is the energy here. The other or another archetype that can be helpful during your liberation season is queen. Queen is confident. Queen is responsible and queen shows you what soul-led soul and heart-led leadership look like. And then another, the final archetype I would recommend working with for your liberation season is warrioress, warrior, warrioress. She represents boundaries. She represents firmness, standing for something, stand for something so you don't fall for anything. Okay, and also a protective nature, protecting your values, protecting what it is you stand for, shielding those who cannot shield themselves. And so those are energies that you can absolutely call in, you can work with, you can research them. And if you want help with this, this is exactly what we do inside of the Rooted Collective. As a sacred sisterhood, we are just entering liberation season and working with Wild Woman this month. Next month, we'll work with Queen, and the following month, we'll work with Warrioress before the wheel turns and we enter shadow season and start working with our shadowy archetypes. So we work with these archetypes deeply. Um, we have a private podcast that kind of uh, teaches about them and gives you that research and gives you that knowledge. And then we have a ritual for them. And then we have a meditation and a private playlist and journal prompts and all kinds of things. And then we have a share circle where we come together and talk about what it was like to work with that archetype, to call her in, to activate her in our life. So if you want help stepping through your liberation portal, if you want to work with solstice energy, reclaim your power, start rewilding this season, you can join us inside of Rooted. And you can find that link at rootedfeminine.com slash collective. All right, guys, I will be back next week and I'll see you next time here in Temple Space. Thank you so much for listening to Rooted Feminine. 
For show notes, links, downloads, head over to rootedfeminine.com slash podcast, where you'll be able to build a deeper relationship with me and the show, as well as sink into all past episodes. If you loved what you heard today, it would be so kind of you to share it with your divine feminine friends, subscribe to the show, and even leave a review. Cannot wait to connect with you next week.